If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself. But even better, they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It's Thursday, May 6th, and we are here to field any financial, economic, tax, retirement, education, career, any sort of question you have that is even loosely associated with money or a dollar sign. If you've got questions, we are here to try to help you out. Send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Okay. Ron writes, wants to know about, I mean, this must be our most frequent question mark, Roth or traditional. Ron says, my wife is 60 and a half. I'm 59 and a half. We live in California. Our kids are both on their own and self-sufficient. Our household income is about 275 grand. We currently have $1.1 million in a traditional 401k, $1.1 million in home equity, $150,000 in cash and as an emergency reserve fund, $75,000 that's set aside for home remodeling. No debt. About $5,000 go into our savings or investments each month. Wow. They max out their 401ks, 26 grand a year. And he says, "Um, I plan to work another five years. My wife is collecting a small pension now. Plan to collect Social Security at age 67 for both of them, I guess. And it says a combined, it'll be $5,000 per month with California taxes for my remaining five years of work. Should we continue to max out our traditional or start a Roth 401k? Mm, Love your show. Thank you. Well, I'm going to go with this, Mark, because I know that you feel this way. So I'm just going to speak on your behalf as well. They're married filing jointly. They're in the 24% tax bracket. I'm going Roth with for them. I'm going Roth. First of all, you already have so much money in traditional. You might as well start putting some money into Roth. And really, you're just diversifying your tax liability. James writes, thanks for your podcast and the valuable information you share with us. I'd like to get your thoughts on how to incorporate a pension and social security within the fixed income portion of my portfolio. Do you recommend this approach or should I keep those separate from the allocation percentages? I mean, I've heard people ask this question before. It's kind of interesting. It's a thought exercise, as we like to say. 
I, I hate that term, thought exercise. You mean you're just actually thinking. Okay, great. Here's the information. A million and a half dollars in retirement and taxable accounts, and they want to withdraw 4% each year or $60,000. My pension will be 20000 and our social security will be 40000 combined. Okay. So what he's saying is they really are trying to get $120,000 of total income. If we want to have a 50-50 equity to fixed income allocation and 50% income is covered with a pension and social security, can we invest 100% of what is in the retirement and taxable accounts into equities to cover the other 50%? If you don't agree with this approach, I want to hear your thoughts on how you incorporate pensions and social securities into the equity versus fixed income portfolio mix. Much appreciated, James. I don't. How about that? One is a cash flow issue and one is an allocation question. The way that I might think about this is I might look at it differently. If you said not your pension and your social security, you might say I have another asset which is generating a certain amount of money and I'll consider that part of my fix. That's one thing. But I don't think this has anything to do with that because what are you going to do, pray tell, when we have a stock market drop, we have a bear market. And your million and a half dollars goes down by 20% and you still have to pull out 4% a year or your 60 grand. And what does that do to the portfolio? I don't think it works very well. So what I would say is this. My recommendation would be is that I don't put that in there. I say, okay, you got 60 year, sixty grand a year coming in. Of the remaining, of the million and a half dollars, if you want to do 4% a year, what I would encourage you to do is drop it down to 3% a year and see how your numbers look. That's kind of how I look at this. Hey, you know, one thing you could do, though, I'm sort of interested in this idea. How would you feel if you had to take the amount of money based on the market performance? In other words, in a bullish year, would you take out? You could take out 4%, but in a bear year, you can only take 2% out. (laughs) No one likes to do that. That's a terrible idea. Bev writes, I'm recently a widow. Hmm, That stinks. I'm 66 years old, retired. My husband passed away in February and I'm looking over my finances. I'm trying to figure out a lot of things. One, I've been trying to convert traditional accounts to Roths over the last five to six years. And I stayed within the 12% tax bracket doing so. With my husband's sudden death, our traditional account values are now $525,000. I fear RMDs in the future required minimum distributions. Should I bump up conversion this year into the 22% bracket since this is the last year in married status? Hmm. Looks like I don't have to worry about income effect on Medicare charges this year under married status, but conversion may be problematic next year under single status. Do I think you should bump up the conversion um, into 22%? I mean, you could. I wouldn't go beyond 22%. I guess you could go to 24%, but I don't know. I'm really agnostic about this. 12 is really good. You're 66. You still have some years to do this. You're probably not going to stay in 12% in the future just because of, you know, just generally income. You know what? I'm I'm going back. I think 22. I think you should start converting at 22 and do the best you can and keep doing it, especially if you have the money outside of retirement to actually pay the tax that's due. That's the most important part. More importantly, I think, is Bev says that I'm having a hard time moving from the accumulation savings mode into a spending mode. 
I don't make much, but I don't spend much. And I'm going to have to start taking money out of our accounts to cover a small increase in expenses now that I've lost my husband's retirement income. I'm looking for a CPA that's also a financial advisor. Any suggestions of what kind of qualifications to look for? I do like our CPA, but he's not an advisor. He's only going to answer minor questions. Okay, here is what I think you should do. She says, I'm beginning discussions with an advisor online for what he or they are able to do for me regarding tax advice with some minor investment advice since I like to handle the investments myself. Oh, so that's kind of interesting. Well, I mean, you can try to find a someone who does this work, uh, who holds a designation that is the CPA-PFS. Now, what is that? That is a CPA who holds an extra designation called a personal financial specialist. Now, the thing is that a lot of those folks are giving financial advice and they also hope to also be able to manage your assets. So if you want to do that, there's two other ideas I have for you. Maybe you don't really need a CPA. Maybe you really just need someone who will give you hourly financial advice. And if that's the case, you may want to check out NAPFA, National Association of Personal Financial Advisors, napfa.org. And um, you may want to also check out a company called Facet Wealth. They're the sponsor of our radio show, our sister program, facetwealth.com, because they do financial planning, but it is not based on a wealth or an account minimum. So I would check those ideas out and hopefully that will help you out. Okay. So this is a message from Rory who um, was following up. We, we talked about Rory's situation before and she says, how's your day going? Feel free to skip this as I know your inbox is flooded and you've already helped us so much. Okay. They also say they're listening to my audio book and she's so funny. She goes, Jill, it's too good. The first story really stuck out to me as we lost my father to MS when I was a kid. It's a major reason I've been empowered to do my best to take care of my finances and my families and I'm going to continue to work hard to do so. So here's Rory's follow-up question. They're shopping around for term life insurance. They're leaning towards coverage for 30 years. So the husband's 28, Rory's 29. First of all, I'm not sure you need a 30-year term policy. I think you probably need a 20-year term policy because don't forget, you're doing all sorts of saving on the way to getting through your term. So the two different choices that uh, she's laying out to me are getting three $1 million policies and then essentially just getting one policy for her. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I really think that we are, we're sort of thinking about, you know, you probably don't need to overthink this too much. And most of these policies are cheap. Go check out our friends at Policy Genius also and see if they uh, come up with, uh, but we know whatever's cheaper and easier. And, you know, to get three policies, you got to manage it. If it's not a big deal, fine, go get it. But I have not, I have not seen that. It seems like way more work than it's, it's worth for me. Okay. Here's our last question of the day. Diane says, are you still allowing listeners to vote on how often Mark is on air? I vote that listeners get to hear Mark's voice at least quarterly. <laughs> Mark, you're so screwed. Really appreciate your show. I usually binge listen to episodes I miss when I drive cross country every other month every other month. My God. Um, so it may have been an old episode where you asked how often Mark should be on the air. Thank you both for the great information and uplifting messages. Mark, are you ready to start your quarterly appearances? 
I mean, it's happening. I like quarterly also. That's always my, that's always been my hope that Mark would come on quarterly and then daily. No, 10 seconds does not satisfy. It has to be at least, you know, you have to be on for, you know, a good 10, 15 minutes. You get the, you get to do the episode. All right. So that's it. That's the program. We so appreciate that you spend some time with us every day. You know, look, it's, uh, we're, we're powering through. We're very excited that um, we are gearing up to take every single one of your questions as they come in. So please know that we are here for you. Send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind, pass this show on to, let's say, a few people, three people today. Just say, hey, do you ever listen to this podcast? And then just send them the link. Because we want to expand our audience. We want to help as many people as we possibly can. So that would be really helpful. And leave us a rating or a review. Don't forget to wash your hands. Wear your masks. I'm still doing it, Mark. I'm not double masking anymore. Okay? I'm not. But I am telling you that I'm wearing my mask. Maintain your physical distancing. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Go through this life, this day, this minute, next minute, grit, growth, and grace. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.